welcome back to the fucking rig how are y'all <laughs> how are y'all's doing today i know like the shock of brielle leaving has you know disheartened us disheartened us it's sad to see her go but she's you know doing things that are good for her and in her life that you know she felt like she needed to go and take care of that and so that is awesome that she's going to do that and we wish her all the best um you know, we still love her at the end of the day, and you know, she will always be in our hearts. She will always be there. Good luck, Brielle. We do love Brielle, but you know, um, you just heard a little voice, and I want to introduce you guys to Sunny. What's up? <laughs> um, Sunny is my childhood best friend's fiance. <laughs> um, so you you want to tell them how how we started talking about? Have you on this podcast and how this came to be? Well, it's funny because I was actually just talking to Josh, Mm -hmm. my fiance. I was talking to him the other week about how I wanted to do a podcast. And then I had posted like a clip of Trish and Ethan's podcast. And then you swept up on it and said, girl, (laughs) you want to join? I was like, yes, please. And so that is how it came to be. And now we have... I honestly did not expect to like find anyone like so soon and I was I like I had no plans of like like I was honestly freaking out like a little bit. I was like <laughs> how am I going to do a whole ass episode by myself? Like just like listening to myself rant and just like talk about topics like I have no idea. That'd be so hard. I could not do it. I don't know if I could do it either honestly. And no. so it is a godsend that you it was meant to be <laughs> that you just posted that right on your snap. Here I honestly am. meant to be. But um, let's let's talk. Let's introduce yourself a little bit. So who who is Sunny? How old is Sunny? What does she do in life? What what is what are you all about? How old am I? I'm 21. Uh, I turned 21 in August, and <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I turned 21. Oh, okay, you turned barely. 21 in August. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> we're all just getting used to like this mic thing right now it's so different so Sorry, it's guys. um it's trial and error trial by fire what, what are they called oh death by fire yeah something like or that. baptism by fire <laughs> that's what it is yeah and so so what are you doing in life what do you you have a job you work are you going to school are you vibing out just at yeah. home i mean i don't go to school but i do have a job i work for an insurance company which it's just about the exact way it sounds. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically, I have two beautiful little kitties that Cute. fill up the rest of my day mm-hmm. when Josh isn't driving me crazy. But <laughs> other than that, I just kind of chill, do whatever. Cute. And then just to let y'all know, um, Josh is my childhood best friend. So that name will come up and that'll be synonymous with Sun- <laughs> as Sunny's fiance. So yes. it'll be interchangeable for that. Um, but let's just dive into today's topic and just really just get into it. And I think this is the first, uh, one of our first serious episodes that we've done thus far. I'm excited. I believe so. And what is the, what is today's topic, Sunny? Um, well, I think you as well. We've both grown up in the LDS church. Were you LDS? No. Oh. I grew outside of it. And so like. I think this would be like a good like 
uh, topic to talk about. So it's like one inside, one outside. That's... And just like the perspective of like just being in Utah, you know, how it is. Oh, yeah. That's so much more exciting. I get to yes. tell you how much of a cult it is. <laughs> cult life. So, um, what was, so like just growing up, so like what was your experience like with it? So when I was really young... My parents were still married, obviously, and we would go to church once in a while. And it wasn't ever, like, a forced thing or a big deal, right? It was kind of just, we'd go once in a while. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a whole lot of memory of that. But then my parents, you know, got a divorce when I was about six years old. And then when my dad got remarried, he remarried someone who's very, very Mormon. Like, her her dad, so my step-grandpa, like, is very high up. Not very high up, I shouldn't say that, but he was like a bishop <laughs> at BYU for a while. Oh like, gosh. yeah. So, and I grew up in Lehigh, which my high school mascot was a Mormon pioneer. Oh my. Yeah. So, like, surrounded by it. So, not only am I living in Utah, but I'm living in Lehigh, Utah, growing up, going through puberty around that, that lifestyle. And that it was like, just intense. That is, like, really intense. Oh, yeah. Like, like, so saturated. Like, almost provo level if not the exact same that is a lot that is a lot and like how so what was like your was there any sort of outside experience or interactions with anyone else like because i i would imagine like you don't get a lot of that especially being in it and growing up in it basically eating the religion oh yeah well so my mom never went back to church okay. never not a single day except for like my baptism and my sister's baptism and stuff yeah. like that like for a minute yeah but so i got to see that lifestyle and it made so much more sense to me which is why i struggled so hard in the church is because yeah. i didn't understand like i never really fell for it you know what i mean because yeah. i was so young when we first started going when they were still married that I didn't really know what it was. And then once I was old enough and cognitive, I think it was like seven years old, and then I got baptized at eight. And that had been when my dad remarried. So I got baptized, and I kind of just knew even from then, my dad gave me like a fake interview. Because when you go to get baptized, the bishop interviews you as an Uh eight-year-old to see if you're worthy of being introduced to like heaven in the house of god it's so insane interesting and so he gives you he gave me like a fake interview of like the questions the bishop would ask and i failed <laughs> because <laughs> he goes the first question he asked me is when you get older do you plan on like partying and drinking and like you know stuff like that i was like oh yeah absolutely <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely no question about it <laughs> as an eight-year-old so he was like so you fail like <laughs> you cannot say that to our bishop um but yeah so i he kind of gave me the rundown of what i should and shouldn't say so my interview is completely fake and false which doesn't matter i was a freaking eight-year-old but yeah i got baptized and then it was so weird because growing up in lehigh i got bullied all the time because my my parent well my parents they didn't get married in the temple which is like a big no-no and they got pregnant with me before they got married too which is like the biggest double whammy on you girl like triple whammy <laughs> so i yeah i all my friends were mormon except for one mm-hmm. she ended up being my best friend for a really long time we're still really close but that's awesome yeah so it was very weird growing up as kind of half an insider half an outsider because yeah. people didn't know you know either to bully you or fully convert you you know like yeah. it was both like a push and pull for that and it just like really fucked me up and now i'm now i'm a pagan so <laughs> 
you can see how that how that worked out <laughs> so that's like a like the big like mind fuckery with it because like mm-hmm. to be especially like with what like the religion is and what people preach like oh you have to be so good but then you get like you hear a situation like this where like you're bullied for not being religious enough like that yeah. makes absolutely no sense to me right and it's so sad because i there's a period of time where you know I, i'm the oldest sibling so okay in a way that kind of fucks you up to the point where you want to fit in really well, you know, because yeah. you never really had a model to look at. So you try everything and anything to fit in with oh, yeah. the people that surround you. So I really tried. I really tried to be Mormon. I really tried to be perfect. And mm-hmm. it was just the fact that my parents weren't married in the temple, had me or got pregnant with me before they got married and then got divorced. You yeah. know, that was just like I no one could look past that. And I remember having, like, friends who I wasn't allowed at their house because their parents did not want a child serious? conceived out of, like, wedlock. Like, they they did not want that. A child of divorce, absolutely not, not in my home. Like, and it sounds fake, which is why, like, my, my when I would tell my parents about it, they would never even believe me because it just sounds fake. That Yeah, it sounds like the most insane thing mm-hmm. ever. Well, yeah, and, and I, I know that not every person that had my situation growing up in utah had that but because i was not only in utah but in lehigh and such a heavily dense like mormon populated area yeah yeah, that was my that was my experience so like what age were did you start like questioning as to like oh like this is not the right thing or like when did you start noticing like people like in you know your city in your area but then you having these feelings of like this is not what I want to be. Well, pretty much immediately. Because like I said, my mom never went back to church. And so mm-hmm. I saw her lifestyle. And the smoking, the drinking, obviously, isn't what I was looking at as like what I wanted to be. It was yeah, more of course. just... I remember actually, it was like a very vivid memory of when I finally understood what my concept of a god is. Is mm-hmm. God wouldn't give a shit, you know? Like mm-hmm. how, you, how you treat yourself. It's more about how you treat other people. And that's what she said to me. I was like, why don't, why don't you go to church, mom? You know, like... Just trying to get a sense of what I believe. You know, yeah. I asked my mom. And she's just like, I honestly just believe that God cares more about how you treat other people than what you do to your own body. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's kind of when I realized, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And that's why I feel so displaced. And no matter how hard I try to fit in with that lifestyle, just I'm not clicking. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I, that that's really good that you had that like figure in your life to be able to... Yeah give you that space to like question it and like you had a model to be like oh like there is life outside of all of this whatever this is you know oh yeah i'm very grateful that my mom didn't continue to be succumbed to that because it kind of just i mean my mom's a character in herself but Mm. that that aspect of her i really am appreciative because appreciative of <laughs> because i i feel like that definitely gave me the courage to be like you know what fuck this like this doesn't make any sense to me i see what life is like because i would go to her house on the weekends you know yeah, for sure so it's like i guess i see i meet all these people you know my stepdad's family her family that have never gone to church day in their lives and they're they're just as happy if not happier than people who are trying to live by some kind of code you know yeah yeah a couple things with that i think um i think it's easy it's very easy like in this place to feel like overwhelmed and pressured to be in the religion and if you don't have like any sort of like strong i guess character or like sense of self in yourself Mm -hmm. that it would be easy for you to 
just be swept in all of that because yeah for people like shaming you and bullying you for not being the majority that that is so wrong that is so fucked i had no sense of self i mean i that's actually something i struggle with currently like to mm-hmm. this day is right now i'm going through this time in my life where i'm really really forcing myself to figure figure out who i am because i i like i said i'm the the oldest child so i had absolutely nothing to base myself on and as a six-year-old i'm going through this nasty divorce that or divorce that my parents like it would have been fine but just the way my parents handled it you know like i can get into that later but it kind of just there was no time to be a kid. There was no time to be like, yeah. oh, I like this and I like that and I don't. I yeah, you know? I yeah, for sure. I think definitely like going through something so traumatic at such a young age before you're like you experience such hardship before you even figure out life and who you are as yeah. a person and like you have to deal with all that first before you even you know you can even figure out who you are as a person and then when you get to a place where you are able to figure it out sometimes it it is you know sometimes people like go down such a wrong path or like they not good for themselves in their future you know that it's just like it's too late by that point yeah and so i think um another thing to add and going along the lines of that if you know you have people who i I am very appreciative of the age we are at now with technology and everything and people talking about how they feel because like back then I feel like with the generation above us that it was so hard for them to even talk about their emotions, talk Mm -hmm. about like how they feel a certain type of way that they can't communicate how they feel effectively and that has what has caused like all these fights, all these divorces and stuff. But now the age that we're at with technology and everything, people are now being more comfortable to talk about their feelings and being able to, you know, tell others how they really feel. Like, hey, like, I'm not feeling so good. Or, hey, like, I mm-hmm. I don't know who I am as a person. I, you know, I want some help. And, like, other support besides their immediate area. And so that if, you know, someone like you, like, growing up in such an area like that, to be able to have the technology and, you know, have the support to reach out like that, that is honestly, you know, such, like, a good thing mm-hmm. for people to have. Oh, yeah. And it's very weird because... I am a full-fledged, I'll admit it to say, I'm an oversharer, and it's because you grow up in a culture where you're not supposed to talk about yeah. anything. Like, anything non-church-related, you can't, you can't discuss with the people closest to you because they don't, you know what I mean? Like, they don't, they don't want to think about how hard life can really get for someone like me yeah. who wasn't born so privileged to have these parents that got married in the temple had you on purpose like all this stuff so it it became a problem where i overshare i literally at any moment can start telling people my business because i i never really understood what that boundary was as a child it was either like absolutely nothing or you know like you have to find the right person to tell so i just never really got a clear understanding of that yeah for sure i think me myself like so, like, with my background, I grew up in, um, so I grew up out of the religion, um, out of, out of the religion. My parents are, um, from Vietnam, so I was first generation here. And so, similar to that, where people don't, it's almost like a banned topic of, like, emotions and all that stuff. So, like, I never understood or knew how to communicate about how I felt. I was, like, even, like, to this day, like, I'm still figuring out boundaries and stuff like and I have big anger issues and that's like why like 
if I knew how to communicate how I felt or, like, I had some sort of, like, role model to be able to, like, comfort or, like, teach me how to, like, express myself effectively, Mm -hmm. then it would have been a lot different. But, you know, having to do that yourself, it's it's very hard, especially, like, um, like, you have to find someone, you know, that you feel comfortable talking to. And then beyond that, to be able to effectively communicate how you feel. It's um, like, yeah, it's like trying to create a blueprint without an engineering degree. Facts. <laughs> like, it, it's that's like, really it's, what it is. It's hard, but you have to, you know, you have to somehow figure it out. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I am very fortunate, you know, being able to grow in, even though it was hard growing out, out of the religion, like you have all these people growing up in uh, your, your elementary school, middle school, high school, like you have the cliques. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like you have that group of people, you know, where everyone was just religious. And if you weren't religious, then you couldn't hang out with them. Oh, my God. Right. And like, it's like you almost like in the sense of like from the start, I was never meant to have friends um, just because I was growing up out of the religion. But mm-hmm. fortunately, I did have a group of friends, though, that I was able to grow up with. And though a couple of them were in the religion, um, it never defined the group and never affected the relationship. And Josh is actually one of them. And, you know, growing up and meeting him in middle school, he was very, you know, religious. Oh, but so he was he, religious when we started dating. Yeah, and he, like, saw past, you know, everything and, like, who I was as a person. Because I was a very perverted sexual <laughs> person. For him to even still want to hang out with me is just, like, beyond me. But um, I'm fortunate to have, like, that strong, like, friend group growing up. Yeah. Um, Besides, you know, family, because family, it, what, what is family? Right. Um, oh, yeah. The whole, oh, whoops. Blood <laughs> is thicker than water thing. Um, That's just total bullshit. So I want to know more about being first generation. Me, myself, I'm very oblivious <laughs> <laughs> to like culture and, uh, you know, honestly, just everything in general. Um, Pretty much carefree lucky go guy and so for me i don't feel like it has affected me too much Mm. um with also being grown not only grown up first generation but also pretty much a different color than the majority being gay as well Mm. and so i had all of these things that were so different from everyone else and for me i felt like it honestly didn't affect too much um you know there are a couple instances where i can pinpoint where i and if and for me it wasn't like no one was picking on me or like I felt different for being first generation or mm-hmm. being um, colored. But the, the majority, the main thing for me was being gay because, mm. you know, being in Utah and the religion going against everything else, as you know, like you hear like, oh, being gay is a sin. And mm-hmm. so the first time I've ever acted or done anything with it was like in sixth grade where I asked a guy out. And then everyone was like, well, what? And then someone came up to me later and was like, oh, did you ask him like to go out? And I was like, oh, yeah. And then he, like, ran away was, like, giggling back to his friend group or whatever. But, like, the thing is, like, for me, I, like, I didn't even take that with, like, a, okay, Grain of wow. salt. Yeah, it was, for me, I was, like, whatever. Like, it was, like, natural for me. But I, I think I definitely embraced being first generation. I, I liked being, you know, mm-hmm. being first generation because it, you know, definitely had me stand apart from everyone else. I didn't feel any sort of way about it. The only thing I would say, though, is the lack of teaching with how to talk about my emotions and Mm -hmm. um, how to express myself in a more, what's the word, effective way, Mm -hmm. pretty much. That's the only thing out of everything. 
that um, affected you really yeah so i think yeah that was like the biggest thing but i, th- I feel like i can't communicate how i feel mm-hmm. um to some sort of degree boundaries for myself though i still have tr- troubles with just in general in general with not only like friendships or relationships but like finances as well like i overspend too much money oh. and, I, and i don't have like i can't <laughs> like say no to myself like if i give myself the strict limit then i can't go over that and just to say no in general pretty much i have no self-discipline <laughs> absolutely not you should ask josh about the time i bought a ferret on impulse <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, mine's more of a, like, bipolar thing, Mm -hmm. but I definitely, I'm working on impulse control. Yeah, to some degree, (laughs) to some degree, you can relate with that. Yeah, Um, because sometimes things go very well when I do impulsive decisions, and other times I drive by Petco and think, you know what I could use right now? (laughs) I could use a ferret. (laughs) But, yeah, so just going back to it, yeah, in general, it hasn't really affected me. Another another thing, though, I want to add to it, and I'm pretty open about it. Um, I feel like the small group of friends know, and I feel like it's kind of a thing with people from other nations, is that with my culture, there there's like a big, I don't know, what's it, influx or like, it's, it's like common for people to marry. You know, obviously it's common for people to marry people in, in, in the country. No, in the country. It's oh. like arranged marriage. Uh, so my parents were like in an arranged marriage. Really? Yeah, with that. That's really um, interesting. Yeah, and so... And here I am as well, <laughs> doing the same exact shit. So it's been like, oh, five years now. Are you going to, are they wanting you to do an arranged marriage? Oh, I, I already am. Wait, really? It's been five years now. <gasps> Wait, hold on. Yeah. What? I don't know anything <laughs> about this. I'm confused. Yeah, I, got Wait, ba- I got married back when I was 19. Wait, you're married? Yeah. Currently? Currently. Hold on. To a girl. <laughs> to a girl. How did I not know about this? It's just like a, like a not common thing. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, I tell it, like, to everyone. But obviously now, like, people people are going to know. But but it's, like, so it's, yeah, it's a common thing for, like, to have arranged marriages. Because my parents were in one, um, and then I, I'm in one right now. So it's been five years. Do you, okay, can I ask more yeah, about this? Please, I need on. to know kind of everything, honestly. Yeah. So, like, who is this guy, so, girl? Yeah, so it's a girl. Oh. It's my mom's oh. old co-worker's niece. Okay. Yeah, um, and it's pretty much, it's like a mutual kind of beneficial thing. So that's pretty much like usually why. Like a financial um, thing? Yeah, or? financial okay. thing. Yeah, it's usually like why like people even do arranged marriages. Interesting. Um, so yeah, so it was beneficial to both parties. Um, and I, you know, back then, I obviously, there's no way I could have like been able to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like in a way, I kind of regret not being able to. And like, there's no blame for myself, obviously, just because like I, even now I struggle with saying no. So like how, five years ago, am I going to say no? Right. You know, um, also out of my siblings, I will definitely 100% say like I am the one that helps out my mom the most. Mm-hmm. And so for me to like help her out and stuff with that. Are you the um, oldest? No, I'm the middle child. Okay. Is Steven younger or older than you? Younger. Younger. So I have some questions. Yeah, so, go for it. Send it. So, okay. Co- mom's co-worker's niece. Mm-hmm. And you were, you said 19? 19. Yeah. 19 when it happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. So were you guys, like, was it like a formal wedding or was mm-hmm. it kind of just going and signing documents? Yeah, it was more signing documents okay. and stuff. It was like the day after she turned 18 too. Wow. And so she turned 18 December 28th and we got married December 29th of whatever five years ago it was that's um, that's so and i'm not saying in this this like in a negative way but that's very interesting to me like yeah. i i don't think i've met someone in an arranged <laughs> marriage before which is 
nothing wrong with that but i just yeah it's, i mean it's like i feel like it's not definitely not a common thing especially being in like mm-hmm. america and the, the culture that is right. like you know you marry out of love yeah and for me like it like honestly like i'm not even worried about my future right now and mm-hmm. about like who i'm marrying so like it like i'm not even stressing about it you know if it's beneficial to do it then like why not you know does she know therapy. oh yeah she, she knows your game yeah i will say though i'm very like when i'm drunk i'm very bi for kissing <laughs> Dude, kissing is that. just like the best thing ever. And like, I'll kiss a guy, I'll kiss a girl, <laughs> I'll kiss a they and them. I you know, that. it's kissing's kissing. Yeah. I'm I feel like when you get drunk, a lot of lines blur. So, yeah. That was my experience like, <laughs> growing out of religion. I love um, that. That's such a cute story. Or, I mean, not cute, but <laughs> it's like different. interesting. It, yeah, it's yeah, definitely like, different for sure. I, I'm very, I actually wanted to be like a humanitarian for a long time because different cultures just really fascinate me. And I love, like, learning about them because, like, America's not the only country on the planet, you know? Like, there's so many other ways of life that make sense to Mm. whoever is inside of that circle. So, I like to ask a lot of questions. Yeah, for sure. And I think I I had an epiphany about, like, a few years back about, like, oh, like, America's, like, different than other countries. Because, like, other countries, like, you have one type of person you know like irish or japanese it's like a whole country of just one people and i was majority of it yeah yeah. and i was like thinking like that is fucking crazy to me like a whole country of that because you don't think outside beyond that because like if you go through you know a bunch of hardships and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that is like only what you see but until you can overcome that and be able to think beyond beyond life of just whatever you're going through or the great melting pot. Yeah, it's the great melting pot that we're in. So we try, <laughs> we try. Okay. Um, when did you become like inactive and everything? Like what? I know you were talking about how like you asked your mom questions. That mm-hmm. was like the events that led up to you eventually choosing that. You know, this isn't the life for me. So define inactive because there's a couple different answers to that. So so do you consider yourself I mean, with the sense of you believe in the morals of it, like family mm, and love, and that's never. that's what it's. About. I never understood what the fuck they were talking about in church. I never got it. Mm -hmm. I just was there because my dad got remarried and she was terrifying. So I was there. I was trying my hardest. I was trying to make friends, trying to fit in with literally my entire surroundings. You know, because like I said, even my high school mascot, Mormon Pioneer, you know. Mm. So it's like I never got it. It was always bullshit to me. But when I became inactive, quote-unquote, it was around, like, 16 because there was a lot, a lot that happened in that, in that home. And I, that's part of, honestly, why I said, fuck this anyway. I was talking to my bishop, and I was like, you know, there's things going on at home. And he was like, oh, respect thy mother and father, which is, like, a commandment or whatever the fuck. And I was like, okay, (laughs) that's my absolutely, like, last straw. I'm out of here. So, uh, a little while later, I ended up moving in with my mom for pretty much the same reasons. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of at that point, I just really never went again. But sometimes I'd be over at my dad's on the weekends and they'd make me go. But I'd made sure to le- wear, like, a band t-shirt and, like, ripped yeah. jeans just to piss everyone just the fuck like, off. really let them know. Yeah, just to really fucking let them know I did not want to be there. And my dad would just be like, oh, we'll go for the boys, like my little brothers or... They're raised in the church, you know, because my dad and his wife had two kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, they were raised in that. So I was like, okay, I can understand that they're not young enough to understand that there's more to life. You know, I don't want them defying their parents at like six and seven. So 
Yeah. I went, but I would just wear casual casual clothes. I think it's when I got my license. I I kind of got to choose when I wanted to go to my dad's. Yeah. I didn't have to go any weekend every weekend anymore cuz it was my mom taking me. Yeah. I kind of just was like, fuck that. I'll come see you on Fridays maybe. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but never a Sunday. Yeah. Never. <laughs> Uh, a couple of questions, or I guess one comment another, and another question. Um, I think, like, stuff with, like, respect thy father and mother and, like, oh, you have to have respect for the for the elder. Like, no, you don't. Bitch. Like, to, to a sense, <laughs> like, to a degree, yes. Maybe if your parents are not the most terrifying people on the planet, yeah. I'm Honestly, sure. though, I, I don't think, like, if they act some, t- some certain way or, like, if they you know behave a certain way they they don't deserve it like just because they raised me quote right. unquote you know however that means or they are my father and mother doesn't mean that i have to keep them in my life doesn't mean i have to mm-hmm. like respect them because having to figure out life on your own in it in of itself is mm-hmm. already hard enough but having to do that without some sort of like actual parental figure mm-hmm and then on top of that having events happen shit happen in the household like yeah. all that together is already so hard so why should i respect someone and give them that when there was none of that for me or like there was there was none of yeah. that just like it's like you really think with me having abusive parents like let's just be honest i mean they they were and that's why i had to be removed from the home eventually mm-hmm. is i had to go live with my mom who is who is less less so yeah um but it just was like you really think that i'm at home not absolutely petrified of these people like i i'm respecting them as much as possible and you're gonna sit here and tell me that i'm not doing it enough as as a as a 15 year old i think i was at the time you're gonna tell me that i'm in the wrong i'm making the mistakes i'm not trying hard enough you know i'm doing something that's causing my parents not to show me love like that's fucked up and Mm. fuck you you know (sighs) you know and like sometimes like you know like when you when you hear parents giving their children grief or like, oh, I do so much for you. I give mm-hmm. you shelter and, and food. Like, good job. You're doing the basic necessities. You're literally doing the bare of, fucking minimum, Of dude. what you should do for a child. Like, a, a fucking human being. Like, that is the, the, the bare minimum of what you should do for your kid. Like If I ever... Like, there's a difference between your little kid literally being an absolute shit, right? Yeah. But I remember getting grounded for two weeks because I... I threw away the crust of my sandwich because I was running late and I didn't want to eat the gross part. I was like, what, 14? And I got cursed the fuck out by my Mormon stepmom. And me and her get along now. So anything I say from now on in the future, like about her, like we get along great now. But I remember getting grounded for two weeks and she took away all of my clothes, all of my makeup. She let me have one shirt, one pair of pants, one pair of underwear, a pair of socks and a pair of shoes. And she got to pick them. And she made sure to pick the most humiliating outfit so that I would quote-unquote learn my lesson and every day as long as I didn't get in trouble that day I would get one article of clothing that she would pick to put back in my closet and of course that was impossible because I was getting in trouble for shit like not eating the crust on my sandwich or not wearing socks with my shoes if I was literally taking out the trash like shit like that you know so it's impossible it took me months on months on months to earn all of my my belongings, my personal belongings back. So right before I ended up honestly just getting relocated from my dad's to my mom's, I had to go to rehab for just like a behavioral thing because I just, they were, oh, I was the troubled child, but really it was just, I was not in a good living place. Of course I was acting out. I came back and she had thrown away 
all of my things. You're joking. All of my things. Because she was like, oh, I thought you could start. For- I was, Bitch, I was gone for four fucking weeks. Like, you you took that time. She got rid of everything she didn't approve of. So oh anything with, like, the color red, skulls, um, like, jewelry she didn't approve of, shoes that were open-toed, um, flats. Like, anything that wasn't a tie-up shoe and anything that didn't go to at least my, like, middle of my upper arm anything that was shorter than capris really anything she threw it all away while i was gone like as if that's not why i literally had to be placed there in the first place that is like the most humiliating degrading thing ever i was like a kid imagine well imagine for a second having to go to rehab because you're a 14 year old who wants to die and you come back to the exact same bullshit that made you feel that way in the first place. And it just, like, to this day, I talk about it. Because it just was like, why? That is actual insanity. Like, why? how? Like, that is a lot to go through. Oh, yeah. That is definitely very mentally fucking. <laughs> emotionally fucking. Yeah. Like I said, I'm an overshare, so. Well, that that is but... perfect. That is perfect for this. <laughs> but coming from, like, where I am, where I, and I, I'm going to be frank, like, I, I feel like I don't know you too much and at all really honestly i think you're doing very well for yourself like you have a home like you have a fiance you have kids for fur babies you're like you're doing fucking fantastic for yourself coming from that kind of background it's funny because i hear that a lot i'm not trying to brag like yeah i have really bad imposter syndrome so Mm -hmm. i don't really realize how phenomenal that is because i'm like oh well i'm doing just as much as everyone else as everyone else if not less because i feel like such a lazy bare minimum type of person Mm. you know but i kind of think about it i'm like i'm 21 i went through some of the hardest shit that no one can even imagine you know being being locked in a cellar all the time when i was younger like stuff like that and it's like i'm surprised i tell this to josh all the time and he agrees i'm surprised i'm not i'm not in a worse situation yeah. that i am right now is what, what i'll say i'm, I'm I, not worse off i definitely understand where you're coming from with the abusive back like my parents i went through like pretty much like the same almost the same exact shit abusive household just like fighting like verbally physically all the time mm-hmm. um and ha- having being hit a couple times as well and then having mm-hmm. to be removed like not my dad but the rest of us you know three kids and a mom out mm-hmm. of a big ass household to like a shelter home mm-hmm. Where other families stay and stuff, and then having to go back, or like you know, the night of shit happening, him having to go to jail, and then we get removed. He comes back, nothing happens to him. Slap on the wrist. We come back, same situation for fucking years. Eventually getting divorced, and I and thankfully I didn't have to go through like a rehab home where like I and people saw me as a troubled kid, uh, quote unquote troubled. Right. You know, you're just a a regular kid going through yeah things that no one else could yeah for sure and growing up it was weird because like i thought the fighting stuff was normal like Same. when i like tell this to other people they just like gawk like what, the, what the actual like i'm like what like you guys your parents don't like physically fight or like you don't get like hear parents fighting to like an insane degree no you no oh, just oh me. oh well oh yeah me excuse either. the fuck out know. of me <laughs> you're talking about. who said that what the fuck but yeah, it's, I think though to be where we're at right now, it's fucking amazing, honestly. Yeah, just, I think you're doing very well too. I mean, you're living with your brother in that yeah, really so, cute condo. Yeah, so I live with my brother right now. Um, we live in a duplex, and I work 
at so Wells Fargo as a lead teller, and then my mom's nail salon as the nighttime manager slash receptionist. Receptionist, and then going to school right now. I'm a junior in college, um, going for music education, and then I have two associates right now. So I think, I think in the scope of just like what I've gone through, I think I'm doing pretty well. You're doing fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's funny because as an abused child, I mean, I remember my dad telling me out of all four of us kids, I was going to be the one that he'd have to bail out of prison or mm. I'd be spending life in prison. Yeah. Like you get told things like that by your parents and by the people in your family that are supposed to be hyping you up. And so when you when you end up doing stuff like this, buying a home, getting a full-time job, getting your duplex you know, finishing school, doing whatever, you feel like, oh, yeah, but one day I might, you know, I yeah. might lose it all. One day I won't be mm-hmm. be able to brag about anything. You know, you feel that way. Yeah. And it's it's honestly, it creates an imposter syndrome. I, I say that all the time. I have imposter syndrome. I can be lead percentile on my team at work for a month straight, and I'll be like, yeah, it was just good luck. Yeah, yeah. It, it almost, like, diminishes, like, all the accomplishments that you made. Because, yeah. like, I feel like I'm honestly, like, not doing anything. No. I, feel, I don't feel, like, feel like I don't feel accomplished, enough. honestly. Mm-mm. I Like, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I, I own a home at 21 years old, and I feel like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, even though it's, like, I should be – I me and Josh – like, oh, I shouldn't say me and Josh, but I forgot to even post – when we bought the home, I forgot mm-hmm. to even post about it because yeah. I was just like, just another day. Yeah, just just one of those things. Just one of those days where like, I kind of did something. Yeah, and it's and you're just, just like, waiting for it to fall. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop, so you yeah, don't you don't think to post or announce anything. Like the like the big accomplishment mm-hmm. that you've been waiting for. Well, shoe to drop is in like you're waiting something bad to happen. Like, oh okay. Oh, I got this home, but you know, okay, bet okay, the bank's yeah. going to come back and tell me gotcha. actually. Okay, I, okay, yeah, I see on the other side of that. Of like, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for something big Even to happen. Bigger, yeah, yeah it, and I, you know, everything that I've done thus far doesn't feel as big. It's, it's rough, though, mm-hmm. having having to go through all of that. But I think that you are surrounded by people that love you very much, that um, see everything that you're doing. And, and I feel like, you know, people that I've gone through all of that need that type of love need that type of support and ongoing encouragement and to be able to hear that often to mm-hmm. eventually feel constant that constant validation yeah. i tell josh all the time constant validation mm-hmm. please that's all i need just tell me how i'm good i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's like the only thing that we can ask for mm-hmm. um, and i'm glad that you are able like you have someone in your life and you have someone that you feel comfortable and confident enough to say that like i need that constant I'm not, um, honestly. No? It's really hard for me to ask for help, but oh, yeah. he, he's very understanding. Once I do and I say, hey, um, this is very hard for me to say, but like I I honestly just need a little bit of validation on this one thing. He's he's so quick to the punch. So that's awesome. That's, that's really nice is that yeah. he's willing to give that to me when I need it. Yeah, for sure. And even if like sometimes you aren't able to say that, that you have a space where you're comfortable enough to say that. Yeah, I'm comfortable enough to work up to it at least. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's awesome, though. Right now, um, are you doing anything, like, spiritually or, like, doing meditation? Or um, what What do you see for your life and, like, your beliefs and stuff? So, earlier I, I mentioned the word pagan. I'm not – I don't really like the idea of labeled religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But pagan, Wiccan, they're a bit different, but – 
usually I'll say like one or the other so people kind of understand better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just basically taking taking nat- nature and appreciating it to a point where it gives back to you and you can mm-hmm. you can kind of use it to create clarity in your own life. I shouldn't even say because a lot of people say like you can manipulate certain aspects of your life with uh-huh. it um, if you do it correctly, but I honestly think it just it just gives it back to you whatever appreciation you show it mm-hmm. it gives it back to you so so like for the definitions of pagan and what was the other one wicca wicca mm-hmm. so what so what are the differences between the two and uh, could you go like a little more in depth into yeah. that for the people that like, don't Absolutely. really know what that is because me myself I've, i i've heard the words but i have absolutely no idea what that is yeah so do you have tiktok yeah so do you see like um witch talk yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so it's basically stuff like that like you just use natural remedies so mm. when you think back to um greco-roman times where you hear of the the seers the mm-hmm. the witches the things like that they they basically were just modern day doctors like they yeah. would just you hear medicine man the term medicine man they mm-hmm. just would take herbs and they would create remedies some of which we actually use in modern medicine today to to make you feel to make you better and yeah. basically we believe that you can do it not only for your physical body but you can actually do it for your soul and your oh, spiritual okay. embodiment so the same way you would take an antibiotic, mm-hmm. we would do some sort of enchantment or spell or yeah, sure. whatever you really want to call it. We do that for our for our inner souls, for our, you know. And there's there's a lot to it, and it, it honestly could be a whole podcast in itself, you know, like a whole series even because yeah. it's just so in, you can go so in depth with that. But you can basically just explain it with that. Is it's it's really just using appreciating nature to the point where mother earth is your religion oh that's awesome that's beautiful what kinds of things you do in your everyday life that you do to practice um practice that so right now i'm actually subscribed to like a like a a gift box i don't really know what you would okay. call it but yeah it's called the witch's box it's and like a every monthly month... subscription yeah okay. so every month they send you like herbs or you know just depending on the theme that month so last month was the moon moon magic so we got like a tapestry that had like the moon tarot card and all the sigils and stuff on it and then we got some herbs that work really well for moon magic and like tarot tarot cards some oracle cards that work well with the moon like stuff like that october we got like a spirit box we i got a ouija board in it just like stuff that can really come in handy in that type of magic because there's certain areas and you can believe in all of them or some of them or you know that's what i really love about it is you can really pick and choose you can cherry pick what you believe you know because it's kind of a bunch of folklore and centuries and centuries of stories and practices so you can really just cherry pick so i really like that box because it kind of delves into one thing each month one topic yeah for sure i feel like especially like with like being nature like there's so much nature mm-hmm. um like it's very encompassing but then like you have stuff like moon magic or you're saying well, like spirits or like elementals i'm assuming is another mm-hmm. one and yeah, different water, elements water magic was one of the boxes we did um and it's not 
talking about it with my Christian peers is such a fun time, honestly, because they just assume that you're in a dark room and you're you're trying to call upon your dead ancestors, which is what it is, honestly, yeah. like depending on how you practice, but it's not as insane and illogical as you would think. Like mm. if you really, if I were to sit here and break it down for you, it's really just it's really just manifestation. That's really mm. all it is. It's a religion based off of manifestation and and the theatrics of it, really. Yeah, for sure. So almost like I would lightly go along the lines of like almost yoga in a sense of like mm-hmm. having that like mental headspace. Is was that kind of kind of along the lines of that or? Well, in a sense, because yoga definitely is something that a lot of witches do mm-hmm. because it can really help you with meditation and manifestation yeah um and a lot of people feel like their their spells are stronger when they're able to manifest or not manifest to meditate while while manifesting the outcome that they're hoping for yeah so for do you want like an example of one yeah go done? for it yeah okay so I did a like a blossoming tea spell. Have you seen those little pods that you throw into hot water and they open up into a big old flower? Oh, I don't think so. Uh-uh. So there's tea pods that you put into like boiling water and over time it slowly like uncurls into this big beautiful flower mm-hmm. and that's what makes the tea is that flower. Okay. And basically the spell around it is you pretty much you sit there and you think about okay well what do i want in myself to blossom what do i think is such an amazing aspect of myself that it should be it should be a bigger part of my life and i should really take appreciation of it more yeah, and let it kind sure. of take control for a while uh-huh. so for me it was it was my kindness like my my empathy that i have towards others and putting putting more care into into how I'm treating other people than how they're perceiving me. So I basically sat there and I, I meditated, if you will, on it. And I put the ball in, uh-huh. the flower. I put it into my, my boiling water and I kind of just sat there and meditated on who I am, why I'm kind, how I'm kind, who I'm kind to, who I want to be kind to, and how I how I feel people are perceiving me. And why not only should it not matter but also how i want them to perceive me and why that's so important to me that they perceive me that way yeah and at the end of the day it was like okay well it doesn't really matter how people perceive me because i know who i am and as long as i am being kind to these people yeah if they're perceiving me in any other light that's their problem Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what the outcome was is you really just it's just a theatrics of self-meditation yeah for sure figure kind of figuring things out on your own while also putting putting energy transferring energy into certain things that can push you forward excel you yeah that's really beautiful i i love the fact that you're actively you're actively trying to not only figure out who you are as a person but what aspects of yourself that you love what aspects that you want to grow on and then just actively just trying to be better like i think Mm -hmm. that is beautiful in itself because i feel like you have a lot of people in this world that are very jaded very very certain one way um and don't treat people with the what we should see you know um and the fact that you're you know actively trying to just be better as a human as a person and trying to do better for your soul like that is like so beautiful 
Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. It's it's definitely a very hard thing to sit there and think about all the things you love about yourself when mm. you spend most of your time thinking about the things you wish you could change. Yeah. And I think oh, that's yes. why I was I was able to because I really really tried. It came after an experience where I thought I was being my absolute nicest to someone and they perceived it differently yeah and it kind of threw some things off and i was like what did i do wrong when really it was just like i said at the end of the at the end of the meditation the spell i kind of realized as long as i'm being as nice as possible you know i'm always i'm a human i'm always gonna say things that are quote-unquote mean or can be interpreted that way but as long as i'm trying my hardest to be a kind person however they interpret that is up to them yeah it's not personal yeah for sure i think going back um this time to it that intentions versus actions or like i I feel like honestly it comes down to intentions versus actions Mm -hmm. like you may do one thing Mm -hmm. or you know how act however but as long as people like you have intentions of doing of being kind or however like that is like the only thing that matters mm-hmm. and i think that's like one of the reasons why the religion here you know mormonism is i i don't i don't i don't like it like like why are people doing nice things like people are only doing all these nice things and like trying to help other people for the fact of like helping themselves they think there's in, a, the, in the sense of outcome. like yeah like oh i'm i'm only doing this to please god to take yeah to please god to get to a higher level of holiness mm-hmm. but like why can't you just be kind just why to be kind, just be kind? like and that is just like a selfish like like mm-hmm. i get like being kind to like it makes you feel better but i feel like with the perception of what utah is it's you're being kind to not only seem holier to other people you're getting to a higher place you're trying to please god you're not doing it just to be kind yeah basically what you're saying is growing up in utah you hear this says well i over the years i've decided to be more accepting of the lgbtq community because that's what god would want it's yeah. like that's not what like that comes off so condescending and i don't think people would under like realize that mm. it comes off so ingenuine and like you know every every part of me wants to hate and be disgusted with you but <laughs> but god wouldn't approve of that so like <laughs> it comes off so fucked up it's and that's like the hardest thing that i find with the religion like obviously like there's some parts of the religion that i like i I do like and I wish that people embrace it more like I love the idea of family I love the idea of like love and just like what what that is Mm -hmm. and what it encompasses but the way people act on it and the way people are especially being where we are in this bubble of like trying to race each other pretty much to be the nice to be the holiest or whatever it doesn't it doesn't work it's not genuine you're not a kind person if you're behaving that way because you think it will get you to heaven or whatever fucking outcome you think it's gonna get like if you're being kind because you genuinely want to be that type of person Mm -hmm. rather than oh well if i'm nice to you then maybe i'll maybe i'll get a chance at heaven you know yeah there's such a difference in that and that goes back to the thing with like intention versus actions like what are your intentions it to is it to be just nice or is it to please god or to Mm -hmm. get to a higher place like you know, and that's something like you have to ask yourself and live with yourself at the end of the day. Because, you know, if you're doing it for the latter, then so be it. Then, I, you know, yeah, you if do you, you. You're not gonna. You're not. You're not a good person. I'm if sorry. you find yourself saying things like that, well, I'm only doing that because 
that's what God would want. I think maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you don't agree mm. with <laughs> Christianity if you're if you're saying that. Because I feel like a an actual Christian is. I believe in this God because He represents my own feelings. Yeah, exactly. Like you should do it because you because you feel it to your soul. Mm-hmm. Like, like rather than well, my God wouldn't want me to feel that way so i won't rather than i feel this way so that's why i identify with this god yeah this religion it's it's, it's a very fucked up concept <laughs> of like religion in general and like the basis mm-hmm. of like what religion what religion is and should be you know doing things beyond yourself out of the scope of yourself to go out of your way to help others and to be kind the world we are is already fucked up enough and you should just do it because you want to help everyone else really out hard. exactly like and I and I feel like I feel like I'm spiritual. I I don't I don't know if there is a God or like whatever, but I feel like there's like I've experienced things in my life where there's no way that it is just us on this world. Like there is another plane. I feel you know there are angels out there. I feel, but I don't know. It's called agnostic. Well, fuck, I'm agnostic, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that is. I I feel and I know that there are other things beyond just who we are because there are, I feel like there are just too many coincidences coincidences in life to just be so arrogant that we this this we're just here there's no Mm -hmm. one else you know yeah um yeah it's called agnostic where you you believe that there's something higher that Mm -hmm. you know you're part of some sort of domino effect of some higher thing not necessarily planned but you came from something higher than you some extra dimensional being yeah that yeah, that's agnostic where you, where you know it has to be something like that, but you don't feel comfortable putting a name to it or an I, an yeah. ideology. And I and I <laughs> <laughs> and okay, never mind. I, I give I, up. I, I, ideolog- ideal- I ideologically. Ideologically. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what we're saying. You know what I'm talking but, about. Yeah. So that's, th- that's basically what everything I had I wanted to say that's on it. Pretty much all I had too. Yeah. But. That was but. a really good first episode for me because I feel like going from Christian to mm-hmm. a witch is pretty much. <laughs> yeah, here just ran on gay witch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you joining, and I think I I'm excited for the future and what it it has stores. What was it? what life has in stores? What what you know what I'm trying what to say? Life has in store. Yeah, what it has for us as co-hosts. What the podcast is going to be and what it could be what it's going to be like I'm, I'm i'm excited for the future i'm so so excited to see where this goes because i feel like we already get along so well <laughs> we've what well, we've met like four times really yeah like it hasn't been that many oh. many times <laughs> and i feel like those t- two or three experiences holy shit <laughs> i was off my rock we're not gonna talk about we're that. not gonna talk about it because i am fucking embarrassed as hell oh it was also, so funny oh my god that's <laughs> possibly a story for another time yeah but i'm i'm glad that we are now meeting a normal sober-ish context where you can mm-hmm. actually see like who i am as a person outside of a party context oh it's very easy it's very easy to see who you are, even when you're on alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> on alcohol, <laughs> even when you are intoxicated, who you, you're a very genuine person and you're very honest, Thank which you. is even more so when you're on alcohol, but <laughs> when you. you're drunk, I keep saying on alcohol, but I don't know. I, I kind of got that impression from you from the beginning. So That's I wasn't cool. super, 
I was more nervous about today, like with the aspect of being recorded and oh, yeah. I've never I've always wanted to do that, but I've never actually done it. Yeah, I think a step into that is just kind of where like you don't know where to start, especially like if you don't have that knowledge of like technology or like mm-hmm. where to start or begin like because yeah. it feels almost overwhelming in a sense that you just right. then afterwards you get overwhelmed so you don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I was like, because I was telling Josh and um, our roommate, I was like, I really want to start a podcast. Like, mm-hmm. I want to tell like ghost stories, possession stories. I think it would be fun. They're like, well, you're going to have to pay someone to do all the work for you because you mm-hmm. don't know how to do any of it. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, you're right. Yeah. And then you literally messaged me days later like, do you want to be part of my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, please. See, see that, that, that's like another thing. Too coincidental. Like, it was just in store for us that we were just meant to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think so. So I was kind of just like, I have a really good feeling about it. So yeah, I think same. I think we can definitely. And I, we're willing to take suggestions on topics, yeah. games, um, story times, really anything. If you guys want to hear from us, because... I know probably a lot of our listeners from the beginning will will be people who know us personally. So if there's mm-hmm. anything that our listeners want to hear from us, we're definitely open to that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then so our socials we have Snapchat, Gmail, and Instagram. So our Instagram is the Reg underscore podcast. Our Snapchat is the Reg podcast, and then our Gmail is the Regcast. Which all of those or you know anyone you prefer, you can definitely send in your stuff, your stories, your wants your desires your needs and then if you're wanting advice on anything why don't you yeah. go ahead and send us an email to our account and we can we can definitely read those we'll keep it anonymous 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 yeah unless, <laughs> anonymous. unless you say otherwise but yeah we'll keep everything anonymous um and we'll just we can definitely put you some user fun advice that you should yeah. probably not follow <laughs> for, for any reason don't follow our advice but we'll definitely try yeah but <laughs> hopefully you guys have been entertained on this episode it's been a new episode with a new podcast host and i'm Woo-hoo. super fucking excited for the future so let's get after it and uh till next time guys this is sunny this is Vinny. have a good night you guys bye love ya <laughs>